ABF Creative. ABF Creative. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Miss P. It's time for another episode of Another Word with Miss P. On today's episode, I am knocking out season six, episode three of The Real Housewives of Potomac, and you don't want to miss these juicy what you say happen now topics. Let's go ahead and get into the Real Housewives of Potomac. So we open up the show with Robin. I mean, just in her bed, sitting up in her room, Brandy. And Juan is asking if the boys are awake. At that point, I was like, sir, you go check and wake them up. She wakes them up three minutes before virtual class because we are still in the panoramic, okay? The height of the panoramic during this recording. And then she goes back to bed. So here comes Juan. He like, hey, yo, I mean, like, get out the bed. You can't wake these kids up three minutes before class starts. What are you doing? That's such a turn off. It walks out. So Robin in her confessional is talking about, you know, due to the pandemic, I am exhausted. Like this hit me harder than, you know, most. And Juan just doesn't understand because of the kids and blah, 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 blah. Totally understand where Robin is coming from. I see where Juan is coming from. I feel like the pandemic has either made couples go, or they've worked together a little bit more, or they both have to figure out what they like to do separately. And in this case, you can tell Juan, he's an early riser. So sir, you should have been the one getting the little children up, honey, especially if everybody's in the house. If you know Robin is going to be sitting up in her room, Brandy. But at the same time, Robin, you need to get your little ass up. Okay, because you got two, I mean, grown uh, mustache having boys. They got to get up, go to school. And at the same time, you know, you can make a little pancake or something like that. But one, sir, the only way you're going to get a positive response out of somebody is not telling them, oh, this is not attractive. You so lazy. The best thing you can do is, babe, hey, can I help you with anything? I mean, I've noticed you've been laying down a lot. You okay? Do, do you need anything? I mean, I'm going to get the boys up, but let's have a new routine. Let's, you know, wake up early and talk, you know, and maybe baby girl had some anxiety. Baby girl was depressed. But honey, you don't know unless you ask somebody. Okay. And the panorama, I'm trying to tell y'all the Panera bread shooketh a lot of people. And I'm just saying, so this whole scene, I wasn't looking at it like, uh, Robin, girl, you need to do better. I was looking at it like, hey, Juan, look at your, your fiance, ex-wife, soon to be whatever she is to you. Look at her, help her out just a little bit. And same, Robin, I mean, the only way that people can help you is if you're trying to help yourself. That's it. So we head over to Karen's. Um, she has Ray Ray helping her with her live for her LaDom wigs. You know what? I can always, <laughs> I'm laughing at Karen just a little bit, but Karen gonna always get us shit done, okay? Everybody was laughing, including myself, when she was trying to do the LaDom perfume. But here she goes. She done used Ray Ray's good coin to come out with her own little perfume. Now she has her wigs and she done brought in Ray Ray so that he can help her with promotion. Honey, I'm not mad at that, okay? And the same thing can happen with Robin and Juan. Juan, you can start wearing some of them hats, honey. I'm just saying. 
Help. Everybody needs to help each other out. Giselle and Ashley, they're meeting up and are um, out of nowhere. Here goes Giselle, like she normally does, telling other people what her fears are about their spouses. <laughs> she basically told Ashley that, girl, I mean, my fear is Michael. Because of the last time when you had baby Dean, I mean, you're getting ready to have the second seedling. Like, these are my fears. And I'm sitting here like, ma'am, we all have fears about Jamal. Let the church say amen, huh? So if Ashley is giving him the benefit of the doubt, then child, I mean, we can all just say, okay. I mean, but be careful with that nanny, honey. I don't trust Michael as far as I can see him, but that ain't my man, okay? I didn't procreate with him. Ashley did. So Ashley then tells Giselle that Mia is now not feeling Giselle, saying that she just has a pretty face. And I'm sitting here like, Ashley, even though you are 80 years pregnant, you are still starting some shit. And granted, she's been singing in the background for the last couple of episodes because she pregnant. But honey, sometimes Giselle just needs something in her face because she's so damn nosy and want to be in everybody's business. So ma'am, this is some business about you. Giselle is like, I mean, is she flip-flopping now? I don't really know what to do with Mia. And I'm like, girl, you don't know Mia and Mia don't know you. (laughs) I don't know. People are just putting too much emphasis on the new people that come in. And how can she tell anybody about your character, honey? She don't know you. Giselle, do you even know yourself? So she says that she wants to have a pamper Ashley party because she's about to pop and everybody needs to pamper her because during her pregnancy, she was like, didn't nobody give not nah, damn about me. And I said, you know what? That's nice of you, Giselle. That's really nice. All these parties and things, that's what's going to keep our attention for these seasons. So, ooh, Giselle said, uh-huh, I guess Karen can come because Karen has been a part of Ashley's pregnancy. And then she was like, ugh, I guess Mia can come too because Ashley was like, child, I ain't got nothing against either one of them and they're going to bring some good gifts. <sighs> so, pretty much, Giselle, everybody doesn't have a problem with everybody like you do. Ooh. They were giving Robin a lot of camera time this episode. So we're back with her. And she's at her kind of warehouse, kind of storefront, trying to get her orders out. And she was basically saying how she's been behind with her embellished orders, which is her hats, you know, that's real smart because she has the lining like a bonnet, honey, which I thought was real, real cute. I said, girl, you was thinking and you behind on these orders, honey. And during the pandemic, a lot of people couldn't get their hair done. So, girl, I need you to get your ass to your little warehouse situation, invite all of your friends, and have a less ship-out embellish party, okay? That's what I need you to do, ma'am, okay? Get these coins and send that shit out. But either way, she's been feeling a type of way. She's been, uh... So, finally, she's able to send her orders out, and she has a friend with her. I forgot the friend's name. I feel so bad. Actually, no, I don't because she's new. So it's, it's not going to stick. But either way, the new friend is there. She had on her lube. I said, okay, girl, yes. Wendy, actually, she's now going by her um, street name, um, DC comic name, her superhero name, Zen Wen. Okay, Zen Wen is there. She's in her Gucci. And I'm sitting here like, <laughs> what kind of shipping and handling is this? Get those orders out. But either way, they go back and forth about um, womp, womp, all of the stuff that happened to add um, the love lunch, okay? So Candace is wanting Karen to apologize and say that she was wrong. She was talking to her mom. And I was sitting here like, child, you can't get nobody to do what you want them to do. 
unless they genuinely feel like doing that. I don't know why she feels like Karen is going to just drop to her knees and say, ma'am, the original LaDom, please forgive me. Karen ain't doing that shit. Girl, you might as well move it along and get your coin, okay? So her mama basically said good luck with um, her husband, Chris, being her manager, especially now that he done quit his good job and is depending on you solely. I kind of felt like her mama. Her mama is not with the shits. Her mama sees through any and everything, as all mama should. And girl, we genuinely do hope that the both of you, Chris and yourself, have the best intentions with each other. We want you to make it last forever. Keep sweat, okay? But at the same time, based on the previews, honey, um, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what anybody's doing in that household. I really don't. Except the children. I know they're getting their good little education, but that's all I know. Wendy and Karen are meeting up, which is very, very interesting um, because Wendy, aha, not just for a kiki, she wants help with her home essentials line. She has seen that Karen has done pretty, well, shoot, I don't know her financials when it comes to LaDom, but either way, she's put out a product, people know about it, and here we go. So Karen, she was asking all the good questions. Who is your partner? Wendy was like, Jesus, do you have a business plan? Um, a paragraph's worth? Do you have a budget? Yeah, double it. Do you like flats or drums? Barbecue sauce or ranch? I mean, she was asking all the good questions. And Wendy, <laughs> surprisingly enough, honey, was really <laughs> subdued to me, almost childlike in the presence of Karen and her questions. And I was like, <laughs> it just took me aback. I was just thoroughly um, perplexed at how Wendy was acting. So anyway, she presents the candle. It is classy. And I love the presentation of Onye, Onye, Onye. I'm trying to, I'm about like Karen. I'm gonna get it. Um, but who wants Onye, the candle? Like Karen was saying, that's true. And I'm like, this is cute, but why do people want this? I definitely could totally respect Karen and her questions. And if you don't get your ass up, Wendy, and talk like you do on CNN, get your life together. This goes to show you that everybody has like flaws and or insecurities, especially when it comes to what they are really, really passionate about. But I was really, really surprised at Wendy, especially how she just takes over a room. I'm like, girl, you couldn't take over when it comes to your new product? Huh. So probably Karen, and granted, I can't look at Karen like, oh, she's the Don Donna. She probably felt the same way when it came to LaDom. But who the hell wants LaDom if you ain't trying to sell LaDom? So Karen said, go on back to work now so you can produce and market these damn candles. And that's what I said on the last episode. If you missed podcast number one, I need you to check it out. When she presented the candles to her family the first time, that's what I was saying is, girl, you need to be ready like Freddie when it comes down to presenting a product, you can't just say, and everybody gonna love it, because they not. Who is your target audience, Sugarfoot? You need to figure that out. You can do everything else, but when it comes to what you're passionate about, I know everybody sometimes feels like, oh... I'm a little nervous. What if they don't like me? What if they don't like it? Girl, you got a whole damn PH and damn D. Get your ass together, Wendy. Pull it together and sell them damn candles. Don't you let Bath and Body Works out, do you? Now, granted, they gonna outdo everybody, especially with that good old semi-annual sale. But girl, there are candle people everywhere. Do you see how many loaves of bread there are in the store? Yet they all produce the same ding-dang bread. <clears throat> My point exactly. All right, so we're home with Mia and G and the kids, and we get a backstory on Mia and her mom. 
We find out that Mia was in the foster care system. Her mother had a drug problem. And years later, of course, there's still distance there. And of course, hurt. And she wants them to talk in order to heal. I was glad that G was very supportive. And like we've seen in the previews, Bravo was going to dive deeper in the relationship between Mia and her mom. And I always say there are times when you have to see people, not for who they are, but what they have gone through. That tells the story of somebody, good, bad, or indifferent. And I didn't know with Mia that she had all that going on because if you just saw her, you wouldn't know, honey. But hopefully in both of their futures, they do come together for a better, um, how would I say it, relationship because you only get one mother. You do. Good, bad, or indifferent. You only get one. And I feel as though if you can salvage a relationship, if you can, you should try. So good for her for wanting to try. Good for her mom for at least trying. That would be great. So we'll see how that unfolds as we keep moving forward. So Karen is going to Candace's home. Interesting. Uh, Can they move forward is the question. Karen does not regret being neutral when it came to last season with uh, Candace and Monique. And pretty much she says, it is what it is, honey. I mean, we can't go back in time. What you want me to do about it? Candace is like, well, honey, what do you want me to do? I still feel the same. I was the victim here. And then here comes the tears, honey, the crocodiles from Candace. And she also says, I don't trust you. And I don't know where this relationship will go. And you know what? She brings Karen her good fur. She done put all that tea and honey up and she left. I at least thought they were both being honest enough and not fake as hell for once because if they were kikiing and I love you and I love you too, I'd be like, that is the faker shit. But I am so glad that both of them said their piece. Now, my thing is, Karen... If she was being neutral, you don't have to say, I regret being neutral and I would have done everything different if you don't feel that way. And the same thing goes for Candace. She feels like she feels and she wanted an apology and she wanted to hear this, that, and the third, but Karen didn't give it to her. So ultimately she said, girl, I mean, we can still keep it cute, like she said in the confessional, but at the same time, we're not going to be kicking. You ain't going to be over my house all the time. And we ain't doing that trusting, uh, you were my godmother shit. We're not doing that no more. And granted, both of them can feel the same way. You don't have to be chummy chummy. If something happens in a relationship, it is what it is. But I so love that they were being honest on this episode because normally it's kiki and then they pulling each other's eyeballs out later on. Eh, That sucks. I hate when they do that on the show. It is so fake. I hate it. It's time for the pamper party. Here comes everybody. And let's just get into the pamper party. It was crazy how everybody came in. And out of nowhere, it was Wendy and Mia discussing the hands in the face. Wendy, out of nowhere, says, now, bitch, don't you ever try me like that again. I said, oh, I said, "Uh oh, I talk with my hands. That's what Mia was saying. And you have to get used to that. And I'm sitting here like, ain't nobody got to get used to shit. You the one that sat down beside Wendy. Ma'am, you can be the one to get up. Oh, here goes Zen Wen, her superhero name, talking about, I am Zen Wen, and today I have time. Tick tock, Mia. I mean, everybody was laughing, including myself, because I was like, ma'am, how do you name yourself Zen Wen? And out of nowhere, you ready to throw them bows? Like, I'm very, very confused. Everybody was like, okay, girl. Then out of nowhere, here goes Wendy, you are dismissed. I was like, girl, you ha- did you? I feel like she rehearsed that on the way over to the spa. 
because it was very duh, 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 duh. You know, normally on a back and forth Bravo-like, um, it's like return and serve. You know how they do on the tennis court. It was not. It was very in your face, in your face. And it was like, Wendy, please wait, relax. Even Giselle was trying to get some notes in. And just, <laughs> normally Giselle could get her point across. She was like, well, shit, I don't know what to say. <sighs> I felt the same way. Mia was like, clearly she is unhappy at home. Wendy was like, no, you are. That's why you got your clip fixed. I was like, yikes. Oh my God. Jeez Louise. Now, (laughs) Wendy wants loyalty from Giselle and Robin. And I'm sitting here like, girl, you know better. First of all, neither one of them could get a word in edgewise. Everybody was looking at what the hell happened. Giselle wasn't at the um, love lunch. Robin wasn't at the love lunch. So nobody knows what happened, sweetheart. But everybody and their mama was at the other gathering that you had for your boobs and your ass reveal. Okay? So I don't really know why you're really looking for Giselle or Robin to have any loyalty. Those are the last people I would look for, honey. Wendy, girl, you might as well team up with me on this one. Eh. Um, I really thought the pamper party was for Ashley. Hopefully they greased her feet real good and she felt very pampered. <laughs> But ultimately, I was looking at Wendy and Mia. And then Mia ends up telling everybody that she was wait. She was an escort stripper, but she didn't take her clothes off and she wasn't on nobody's pole. I'm confused, girl. You, somebody was seeing them today's. That's all I got to say. And Giselle was the host of this pamper party and she left. That is so interesting. And I feel like it was because Karen was there. She didn't want to get into it. But honey, how do you host something and you leave first? Either way, you had it at a spa so you don't have to do the cleanup. But who's going to get the balloons? Maybe she told the staff that. But I was just so like, girl, really? I I don't understand Giselle lately. Maybe she was just trying to take herself away from the situation. Uh, Mia confuses me since episode one. She has confused my whole entire life. Now, she's saying she was an escort stripper, but no pole, no nothing. She didn't take her clothes off. I, absolutely not. Um, And then she couldn't even, she didn't even know how old she was or how old her husband was. Honey, I'm just done. I'm so done with me and them. This episode was very, very interesting for me. Um, It held my attention totally. I have to say, Real Housewives of Potomac always holds my attention. Oh, honey, what say you? Please leave us a comment. Please make sure you rate the podcast uh, while you are listening. I would really appreciate that on whichever platform you were listening on. And we will be back, honey, next week for another review of the Real Housewives of Potomac. And we are about to get into uh, a good old what you say happened now. All right, y'all. It is time to get into another What You Say Happened Now. Now, this episode, I have some local, national news situation and also some entertainment. So let's get into these topics. Trinity Bethune is seeking legal action after being called Bonquisha in a Facebook post made by a North Carolina Honda dealership. Now, honey, I heard about this firsthand, being that I'm in North Carolina. And unfortunately, I know the exact dealership. I am disturbed that this came from the dealership's social media page. Ethan Brooks is the culprit. Now, 
on Trinity's uh, Facebook, she commented right under the post saying, I'm not sure if this is a joke or something, but my name is definitely Trinity. I'm very offended by this post. It's almost a racial slur. If I'm not addressed by my name, then please don't address me at all. Yes, girl, exactly. The post then went viral, especially when her brother got involved. She was given an apology from the general manager of the dealership and was also notified that Ethan no longer works with the company, or does he? Sir, was it that important to you to go on Facebook and call the chick Bonquisha after you sold the car and might get your commission? Do you not like your job? Just sell the cars. That's all you got to do. Whatever you feel like, keep that to yourself. But ultimately, I'm actually glad that Ethan spilled the beans on himself, that he basically likes to do a bunch of racist fuck shit. That's beautiful gowns, okay? And unfortunately, when it comes to that dealership, uh, that's y'all ass, pretty much, because you hired Ethan. You really did. I swear, people do the dumbest stuff on social media for some type of attention. And those people make sure that you pay for your actions. For sure, the people that are on social media, it's like not anybody is going to see it when he posted it. Did he think that? No, everybody's going to see that. Now, their phones at this dealership have been blowing up, not for their Hondas, honey, but to hear about the fuck shit, okay? And to complain, complain, and complain. These companies better be careful because, honey, this is not 50 years ago. That dealership better figure it out before she owns the shit. That's all I got to say. And of course, she is taking legal action. She feels as though every time she makes her car payment, she got to think about this mess. So, honey, Trinity, I hope you get all your coins and everything that's coming to you. Ethan, that's all I got to say. Kanye West is living in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta to get prepped for his new album, Donda. I've heard about this. Y'all have seen him in his bubble coat and his ski mask like he's in Set It Off. Sir, you are doing some amazing marketing with this one, having everybody exciting Exciting news about you and Hove getting back together, uh, listening parties of over 75,000 people with nothing to listen to. Uh, bruh, he has created a studio space in the stadium, living quarters in the stadium, and a chef to prepare his meals. Honey, now the album is supposed to drop August the 6th. Now, yay, I need you to come on. Quit pushing it back now, okay? Because one, two, fool me once, okay. Twice, and eh, the third time, I'm over it. But I am personally looking forward to some new music from Kanye. It's been a hell of a year with him and them ding-dang Kardashians. So hopefully he puts all of that energy into the music. Now, here is the fuck shit of the week. Did y'all hear that there's some eBay listings popping up? Selling bags of quote-unquote Donda air from the listening party. Yes, honey, air in a Ziploc baggie. The highest listing was originally going for $3,333.33, while there were others priced at $800 and $510. Now, some crazy-ass people were bidding on this so-called Donda air. You don't know if it's air from the stadium, Kanye West is pooped. You don't know what it is. I don't understand. People will buy the damnedest shit. I am so like <laughs> flabbergasted. And if you are listening to this podcast and you done put your good old coins to bid for some Donda air, just log off. We'll finish listening to the podcast and then log off. Okay. Anywho, a lot of networks are bringing back some popular 
shows. And VH1 is bringing back the surreal life. Now, I remember the surreal life kind of faintly. And I would not be talking about this if the cast didn't make me go, say what now? Tamar Braxton. Yes, get your life. Tamar, uh-huh. August Alsina, uh-huh. Augustus, yeah, the Entangled with Jada Pinkett, yeah. Dennis Rodman, uh-huh, The Last Dance, yeah, Dennis Rodman. Kim Coles, yes, Sinclair, uh-huh. Frankie Munez, y'all remember him. Stormy Daniels, Manny, M-U-A, and C.J. Perry, living together and competing in a series of challenges. And it's expected to premiere this fall. Honey, they're bringing back the real world. What else have I seen that they're bringing back? Um, a lot of reboots on the Paramount Plus. Uh-huh. And so much is being rebooted because people are sick of this new TV. I'm just trying to tell y'all. We love what we have enjoyed. And you know what? I'm, I'm really interested in watching this reboot of iCarly as they're grown. I say, you know what? That might be pretty good. Now, will I be watching The Surreal Life? Of course. You know, I'm going to watch that with Tamar, August Alcina, Dennis Rodman, Kim Coles. Yeah, I got to watch that. I'm, I'm so intrigued. Issa Rae got all married and stuff. Yes, Issa Rae. I was so excited for her. She got all married, all private and whatnot. I didn't even know she was booed up. I didn't know that. She popped up on the Instagram and was flexing. You know what I'm saying? Honey, I know all about that. You know, I, I did that a time or two, you know, about a month ago. But either way, she popped up, honey. And I don't know nothing about popping up in a custom Vera Wang gown and in the south of France. You better do it, boo. I am so excited for her. Shout out to her and her new husband, Louis. Much love. I love love. I think it's beautiful. And I believe anything you do when it comes to your personal life, especially your relationships, you should enjoy it in private. Even when it comes to your wedding, just go ahead and enjoy that. Have a private nice ceremony and then blow, ta-da, watch out now. It's the little one and I'm not bad. Wow. I think that was cute. I, I personally, not that I thought it was a spoof, but you know, sometimes they do photo shoots and I really thought she was just doing a cute little photo shoot. And I said, oh, nice. Then when she said, and I'm with somebody's husband, I said, oh, is that her husband? They really looked so in tune. And then I said, oh, hell no, that's her man. They were so cute. I thought it was great. And she has literally been living in private. And I am so here for that. Like I said, I love love. I think it's fantastic. And whoever you're with, love them to pieces. And you never know how long you're here on this earth. So I hope that you have all the love imaginable. Hey, JV. And last but not least, we must talk about this. Simone Biles withdraws from individual all-around gymnastics competition at the Tokyo Olympics to focus on her mental well-being. The USA Gymnastics issued a statement saying, we wholeheartedly support Simone's decision and applaud her bravery in prioritizing her well-being. Her courage shows yet again why she is a role model for so many. Simone says, once I came out here to compete, I was like, no, mental is not there. So I just need to let the girls do it and focus on myself. And last but not least, we must 
talk about this. Simone Biles withdraws from individual all-around gymnastics competition at the Tokyo Olympics to focus on her mental well-being. The USA Gymnastics issued a statement saying, we wholeheartedly support Simone's decision and applaud her bravery in prioritizing her well-being. Her courage shows, yet again, why she is a role model for so many. Simone says, once I came out here to compete, I was like, no, mental is not there. So I just need to let the girls do it and focus on myself. That's me clapping it up because I wholeheartedly agree with Simone realizing it's just not there and withdrawing to focus on her mental well-being. Mental health is so important. I remember a time I had to tell my manager, girl, not today. I'm I'm not there. I mean, I don't have it in me today. Like I needed a mental health day, but I was already at work and I needed my check. So I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I literally had a breakdown at work. I did. Yes. Miss P, I had a breakdown at work. And literally, I had so many of my coworkers band around me because for one, they weren't used to seeing me like that. And then also they were like, oh my God, no, no, no. It's going to be okay. Let's figure out what we can do for you. Now, when you have support like that, it's great. But then there's days where people really honestly don't give a damn that you having a day and you got to gulp it down and get back out there. Now, granted, when it comes down to the Olympics, okay, and you could possibly hurt yourself, Now, baby, uh uh-uh, I'm not risking nothing for that. Some things you cannot push through on. And I'm so glad that Simone had the balls enough to showcase, hey, I'm not okay today, even if it is for the Olympics and the gold, because everybody is on my shoulders, okay, wanting me to bring it home. Honey, I can't. So AKA, y'all go ahead and do that. I'm going to cheer on my teammates. If we get silver, bronze, congratulations. So I say all that to say, There are times in your life where you have to step back and say, you know what, is this worth it today? Am I going to be okay today? If it's a no, then you need to sit your ass down. So I am so excited that Simone did this. Now here's the aha. There's been so much negative backlash talking about, oh my God, it was childish. Um, It was such a good opportunity. This is an embarrassment. She's a failure. The great ones have always found a way. Honey, let me tell you, You get up there and do all those backflips and jumps and shit. Half of those quote-unquote great ones have been injured throughout being great and mentally scarred for the rest of their lives for the sake of the gold and making other people happy and excited. So I have to say, shout out to Simone Biles for taking a stand for your mental and physical well-being. Honey, the Olympics come around. You'll be back. You can do a handstand. You can do whatever you like, just like any other sport or just in life in general. Huh? There's going to always be another chance to do it. And if it's not, at least you are okay in the process. So I'm so glad she took a stand and basically was like, hell no, I'm not okay. And if y'all ain't okay, you should say it too. And I so agree with that. I really, really do. And for those of people who are saying, oh, she should have done this, she should have done that, shut up, it's already done. Uh, we hit on a lot today in the What You Say Happened Now land. Simone Biles, Kanye, a viral dealership, just to name a few. Um, please let us know your thoughts and if you have any topics you would like me to hit on for next week. But thank y'all so much for listening to this week's What You Say Happen Now. Thank 
you so much for listening. But before you go, make sure to follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate us and leave us a review. Every single comment matters. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss TP90. See y'all next week. 